Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Timberman want with being a wiki. Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Why just spill your beans? Horror versus reality. I'm Anastasia, and Morgan is with me as per usual. Hi. Hi, Morgan. I'm here. So today's episode we kind of did last minute. <laughs> we literally came up with this like yesterday or the day before last. Yeah, and I worked last night. But yes, I still so. managed to see the movie and write a little ditty. Yeah, we're just turning them out at this yeah. breakneck speed, guys. Not, <laughs> not really, because we do two a month. But, yeah, just two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we cranked this one out quick, like for you guys. Otherwise, you wouldn't get one until late next month. So, but we've got good things in the works. I promise. So, yeah, so today's episode is The Lighthouse 2019, not to be confused with The Lighthouse 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like 35 minutes of it before I realized it. I was like, where is, uh, where's Willem Dafoe? <laughs> <laughs> I watched 35 minutes after I watched the right one. 
and uh, then just gave up on it. Yeah, it, uh, I was like, this is a terrible movie. It was I, I don't think it was terrible, but it was definitely not as good as the Robert Egger film. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Okay, so, and that's versus, by the way, the Smalls Lighthouse tragedy. Yes. Which is in Wales. Yeah. In the, in the in, UK. It's in Pembrokeshire. Yes. I think I said that right. Um, is it not Pembrokeshire? Pembrokeshire. Pembrokeshire. <laughs> That's it. Off the site, David's Peninsula. That's definitely Australian. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you uh, you went into full Shayla. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my car. Is it? <laughs> yeah, because it's an Outback. <laughs> ah, nice. Ah, nice. <laughs> we have an Outback, but I don't. I don't think it has a name. I think I think Mark said at one point that that was a very like something that he feels like he's only known women that named their cars, and I was like, "Dudes named their cars." My dad oh. named his car. Yeah, I think I think both both sexes name their cars. Yeah, well, Mark doesn't have strong attachments to uh, physical uh, things, oh. like. You know, he doesn't, like, name his computer or name any object that he owns. Oh, do you name your computer? Maybe. <laughs> What's your computer's name? Gidget. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> you know, after the, the Sally Fields show from, like, the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a name for my computer. I I have to confess, I only named it a few days ago, and I've had it for months. <laughs> nice. I don't even know why I named it that. Just I was kind of delirious in the middle of the night and started like having a conversation with myself, and then started saying that it was the computer that I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mark, run! <laughs> 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 Don't act like you've never acted out an entire conversation with nobody before. Oh, I totally do. I definitely do. Yeah. Oh, like, before like, an interview, I'm like, I talk to myself in the mirror. Like, you're a piece of shit. You're not going to get this job. You're such a bitch. Oh, you suck. Why are you even applying for this job? I'm just are, kidding. <laughs> those are such positive affirmations. <laughs> Look at your hair. You're fucking stupid. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I tell myself. No, I'm just kidding. I actually do have conversation in the mirror if I'm like really anxious about something and have to talk to someone like about something really serious. So I will act it out in the mirror. I will also do that if it's something really serious that I'm super nervous about. Yeah, like super, super serious stuff. So But I also when I'm super high find myself reliving funny conversations sometimes. <laughs> and you just sit there laughing. <laughs> Totally, like uh, that was funny. And then I'll say the whole thing out loud and be like, nah. "Oh God, I'm talking to myself again." Nah. <laughs> I totally do that too. I mean, honestly, I think there's two types of people in the world. 
people who say they don't do shit like that and or no people who do shit like that and p and liars yeah <laughs> we all do it don't people. lie yeah we all do it don't lie yeah don't lie be cool about it so i'm gonna tell you a little bit about the cast which i know that there's technically more than two people but i'm only gonna talk about defoe and pattinson there's more oh, oh. well there's ah. there's the old co-workers that's right and the mermaid yeah but so yeah technically there are more actors than two but it's basically just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. They are the movie. True, true, true. Yeah. You know, those hallucinations, like, they're there, but it's, it doesn't require a lot of acting, really, on yeah. their part. Except so. for the scream. Oh, God. oh and that's, yeah, I'll talk about that at some point. Cool. Later. Okay, so, the director, as I mentioned, is Robert Eggers. He received critical acclaim for his first feature-length film, which is The Witch, that starred Anya Taylor-Joy. It's a film about 1690s New England, um, a family at the height of the witch paranoia, and how a series of events furthers said paranoia. That's the best way to describe that without giving too much away. Uh, The success of The Witch allowed for Eggers to get to make The Lighthouse. Um, And in addition, his new Viking film, um, The Northman, which is due out in early 2022. So, um, I'll probably watch that. I could watch a Viking suspense thriller by this guy. Yeah, I I will. I'll watch it too. I had a harder time getting through The Witch, to be honest, though. The Witch was harder to watch. I don't know. I I watched it. It took me two times. This movie took me like three or four times to watch this yeah. fucking movie. It I kept falling asleep. It only took me two times to watch this. I the, my I the self correcting was the second time I watched it in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and I well technically it was my nighttime, but <laughs> it was the morning. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. But. It, I mean, I fell asleep this time, too, so I had, to, I had to watch it when I woke up around, like, four. Fair enough. <laughs> I fell asleep a fucking kid. It, it's okay, Morgan. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> I used to habitually fall asleep during movies. It, doesn't, it didn't matter, like, what it was. like, And it didn't make it, like, the only way that it made, that it was better is if it was just immediately really engaging to me. So yeah. Like, so if, say, someone else wanted me to watch a movie with them and they were really into it, but I didn't really care about it, like, I'm way more likely to pass out. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, that's that's Andrew. Um, yeah. But, like, this movie is that, like we talked about earlier, that repetitive, the sounds and everything. It's like a sound sleep. machine. It is. <laughs> it's instant sleep for me. I literally, Andrew and I watched it, like, try to watch it, like, four times because... He was like, yeah, we've been trying to watch that for a while when it came out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, we both fell asleep. I will just put that alert out there for people who haven't watched it yet and that want to watch it. Like, uh, sit straight up. Don't lay back because you will fucking fall asleep. I also recommend uh, watching it on, like, a Saturday morning, like, right when you wake up with your coffee <laughs> and breakfast. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Do like, those things. That's, yeah, that's going to be what you need. No Plus. pizza and beer late night. No, you will pass the fuck out. You will 100% pass out. With <laughs> food and beer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out. Don't even think about getting stoned. You'll never make it. Yeah, you'll never. It won't make it. <laughs> yeah, you will not make it. Okay. <laughs> So, um, Willem Dafoe, if you don't know who Willem Dafoe is, you actually probably do know who he is. You just don't know his face. I mean, you just don't know his name. You don't know the name to the face. Yeah, you definitely know his face. <laughs> yeah, you, you know his face. Um, he's been in so many films. I'll keep it brief, and I'll just name a few roles of his. Uh, so, he played Jesus in Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of the Christ, which uh, is a controversial film. Because it humanizes Jesus. Um, he played Max Shrek, aka Nosferatu, in uh, Shadow of the Vampire, which is a film about the filming of Nosferatu. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I haven't um, seen that in a while. Me neither. Um, he obviously, I, I, most people have seen this movie, I think. He was the Green Goblin in Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Uh, he was Agent Paul Smecker in the Boondock Saints. It was, was a glorious the- firefight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was Detective Kimball in American Psycho. He's the one looking into Paul Allen's death Fuck and yeah. making Christian Bale really nervous. <laughs> uh, and infamously, he it played he. And Lars von Trier's Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second episode in a row that I've mentioned Lars von Trier. Yeah, I was about to say, this was on our last episode. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm talking about Defoe. It's relevant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Robert Pattinson, another actor that you probably know. I mean, he's fucking Edward Cullen in those damn Twilight movies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Edward Cullen. <laughs> He's uh, Cedric Diggory and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Bring my boy back, Harry. Oh, I forgot that was him. And I was like, no way. And I looked it up. It's definitely yeah, him. It's definitely him. Um, he's also the new Batman and the yet to be released The Batman. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, you didn't know that he's playing Batman in the next Batman movie? No, he, he had to get jacked. Yeah. He's Batman. He's Batman? He's Batman. Does he, did they bring back the hard nipples? No. Um, I'm pretty sure this is also going to be a gritty realism kind of Batman. I wanted the Batman nipple costume. Well, I don't think we'll ever go back to the days of Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> They're so sharp. There's, yeah, they are cut glass with those nips. Yeah, right? <laughs> Why did they even add those? It's just so funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> Let's make it aesthetically pleasing and put tiny nipples on Batman. <laughs> oh, my God. It's ridiculous. So ridiculous. Just Google Batman nipple costume and you'll get a good eyeful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um... Obviously, he likes to take small roles um, because after those films and before Batman, there's a period of time where he did exclusively independent films uh, up until he was in last year's Tenet that Christopher Nolan directed. 
Um, I watched Tenet, and right. I totally forgot that Robert Pattinson was even in it. And as Mark puts it, Nolan has a leash now. After Dunkirk and Tenet, Nolan has a leash. Like, oh. we can no longer trust Nolan to knock it out of the park with a mind-blowing genre bending film. He's losing his touch. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Christopher Nolan. Good you for better, you. You better wow me with that next movie. <laughs> On to the synopsis of the film. So, uh, in the late 19th century, the 1890s, Ephraim Winslow takes a contract job as a wiki, or in more modern-day jargon, a lighthouse keeper's assistant. For uh, four weeks on an isolated island off the coast of New England, under the supervision of the island's longtime keeper, Thomas Wake, played by Willem Dafoe. Now, in his quarters, Winslow discovers a small scrimshaw, scrimshaw being a bone or shell with carved or colored drawings on it. Um, and this one was of a mermaid, and he keeps it in his jacket. She Wake, has nipples, too. So she does. She's <laughs> boobs. <laughs> and nips. Uh, <clears throat> so Wake immediately proves to be very demanding and assigns Winslow increasingly taxing and tedious jobs such as emptying chamber pots, painting the lighthouse, and carrying heavy kerosene canters up the stairs, containers up the stairs, uh, while forbidding him access to the lantern room. At one point, Winslow proclaims, I didn't come here to be a housewife. Ooh. And he is, like, doing, yeah. he's not cooking, but he's doing all the cleaning. Like, they kind of become, like, this bitter, bickering married couple, in a way. Yeah. It's um, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Winslow observes that every night Wake secretly ascends the lighthouse and disrobes before the light. <laughs> I fucking it's, love it. It's so weird. <laughs> I love it. I would too, probably. I don't know that I would do that, man. Oh, I would. I would get naked. I guess it would be kind of exciting, but maybe yeah. not during those storms. No, that would be so cool. Feel like During a fucking goddess up there. Yeah, massive light. You're the beacon, and you're naked, and you're like, "Whoa, I'd be so Poseidon!" <laughs> I'd be so afraid I'd get electrocuted. Well, there wasn't electricity. No, I mean by like lightning. Oh, ah. <laughs> there no. wasn't electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, they didn't have sockets then. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. But still, like, uh, I think it would be kind of cool. Like, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool, but I'd also be like, I like living. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to go out just a ball of flame, just naked in a lighthouse. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Mark. Is kind of on the same page. He say he this blah, 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 blah. the way he says he wants to die is he wants to be like disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be hit by a meteor or and like he, the frozen turds from the airplane. Like just <laughs> walk in, minding my own business, and bam, 
like frozen turds just smush me. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you have you ever watched that show Dead Like Me? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like the way she died. Like she yeah. got hit in the head with a flaming toilet seat from a plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, kind of stuff like that that I want to go out like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, Morgan. That's, <laughs> I I hope you get your wish, man. <laughs> yeah. Just a flaming tire pop off of an eighteen wheeler just crush me in the car. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so during his stay on the island, Winslow begins to hallucinate sea monsters and logs floating in the sea and mermaids and the like. And he begins to masturbate to the mermaid on the scrimshaw. He also continues to observe Wake's strange ritual and is annoyed by a one-eyed gull that Wake tells him not to kill because he believes that the gull is to be reincarnated sailors. One evening, while dining, Wake reveals to Winslow that his previous wiki died after losing his sanity, and in turn, Winslow reveals that he is a former timberman from Maine seeking a new trade. Um, the day before Winslow's scheduled departure, he discovers a dead seagull inside the cistern, bloodying its water. Fun fact, in that scene where the water's bloody and it bubbles up like that, it's actually Hershey's syrup. Mmm, it did look delicious. It, that's because it was. <laughs> uh, Winslow is yet again bothered by the one-eyed, the one-eyed gull. Fed up in a fit of rage, he snatches the gull and brutally bashes it to death. Yeah, he really fucking kills that thing. Yeah, he goes to fucking town on it. Yeah, it's um, just nothing but a pile of feathers. Yeah. No seagulls were harmed in the making of this movie. It was a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the puppet. It was a puppet and then they digitally uh, placed an actual seagull over it in post-production. Uh, that was pretty good. The rage yes. Robert Pattinson had. Oh my god, the fucking rage. Uh, well, I'll tell you later in our fun, like fun facts portion where I just list fun facts. But he has does some very method acting to get in the mindset of this. Yeah, he does look stinky. Oh my god. By the way, now this is something that our audience won't understand at all, but you will. Uh, do you think that Robert Pattinson in this movie looked uh, scarily a little bit like a certain ex of mine? Yes. Yes, he like, did. Like, there were faces that he made that literally chilled me to the bone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got that, too. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. Rage kill of the seagull. Yes, he rage killed the seagull. And um, the following night, uh, a massive storm hits the island. And Winslow and Wake spend that night getting drunk as skunks. And the storm rages through to the next morning, preventing the relief ferry from picking up Winslow. Later, Winslow empties the chamber pots and he notices the <sighs> body. Uh, hold on, you missed the part. What, where, the, where he gets his face splashed with poo? 
Yeah, it's so bad. I know. And that's uh, actually, that scene is actually a nod to the Big Lebowski. Oh, really? Oh, when they dump the ashes? Yeah. I did think about that. I was just like, no, it's going to go back on him. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, he just screams like, like he, yeah, he screams just like him. <sighs> yeah, it's good. It's really good. So he notices a body washed up on the shore and discovered that it is a mermaid, which awakens and screeches at him. Yeah. And it is it is like banshee screech. Yeah. It's not it's terrifying. Good. Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, he flees in terror back to the cottage where Wake informs him that the storm has spoiled all their food and they have like no more rations and it's all like waterlogged. And there won't be any new ones for like weeks. They go outside to dig up what's supposedly reserve rations, but it's actually just bottles of gin. <laughs> Which they're excited because, you know, they do have uh, lots more gin to drink now. Yeah, I fucking love gin, so I'd be excited. That's true. Gin's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The problem is when we have gin in the house, we drink it way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We just bought aviator gin. Ooh, Brian Reynolds gin. Yeah. Nice. I support him. It's it's good gin, too. Yeah, it is. Like, it's It's not just, you know, a celebrity slap their name on it. It's actually good gin. Yeah, it's nice gin. I recommend people buy that. And and it's not too expensive, either. It's a reasonable price. It is reasonably priced. Like, reasonable mid-shelf gin. If you're listening, Ryan Reynolds, I would, um, yeah. Well, with you. We'll help you hawk that gin, man. Just, yeah, you know, for real. Give us some of that Deadpool money. <laughs> uh, okay, so. In the following days, as the storm continues to rage, Winslow and Wake drink most of the gin, alternating between moments of intimacy and hostility. One night, Winslow tries unsuccessfully to steal the lantern room keys from Wake as he sleeps and he contemplates stabbing him. He later hallucinates a lobster trap containing the one-eyed head of Wake's previous wiki. Winslow confesses to Wake that his real name is Thomas Howard, and that he has assumed the identity of the real Ephraim Winslow, who was his former logging foreman, who died in an accident that Howard could have prevented, but purposefully neglected to stop. Wake chases... Howard down, accusing him of spilling his beans. Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> and destroying their only dory, a sm- which is a small shallow rowboat, uh, with an axe. And once, incap- once incapacitated, however, Wake claims that it was Howard who chased him and destroyed the dory. Has Wake gone mad, or is he gaslighting the fuck out of Winslow slash Howard? Yeah, I, c- I couldn't tell. I mean, they, he was like, never leave me, and just, like, chopped it with an axe. Well, according to Robert Eggers, um, you're not supposed to be able to tell what's happening. You're supposed to be driven as mad as the two men. Yeah, I started going mad. Uh, yeah, you feel like you're going a little mad by the end. Yeah, I ripped all the skin off the bottom of my fingernails. Oh, no. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck's going on? It's so oh. intense. <laughs> I get really into movies. I mean, I do too. <laughs> so you you heard me last episode, guys, passionately talking about the Seventh Continent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, 
Out of booze, the two begin drinking a concoction of turpentine and honey. Mm. Which, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I knew an old alcoholic who would strain the turpentine out of shoe polish and drink it. Shut up. That's how bad of an alcoholic he was. His nickname was Bones, because that's all he was. He was just bones and a giant liver. Yeah, he- Bones? He couldn't afford a 40, bro? No, no, no one in town would sell to him. Uh, yeah, it was that bad. He died at like 39 or 40, and I always thought he was like 60-something. Like, that's how bad he was. Well, I mean, Jesus, if you're drinking fucking strained turpentine from shoe polish, you have a major problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, I used to think that the worst is when you start, when you're like that episode of uh, Family Ties when the uncle, which is Tom Hanks, starts drinking vanilla extract. Oh, yeah, no. He would he would make hooch from like vanilla extract and oh, what was it? It was like vanilla extract something else and like mouthwash. Like he was, he was real bad. The, the trinity of alcoholics who can't get their hands on real booze. <laughs> yeah. It was was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Bless his soul. I hope he's, you know, wherever he wanted to be after death. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm going to say he's probably not. Yeah, he's probably just still on the ground. (laughs) Poor Bones. Poor Bones. He's just Bones now, for real. Yeah, he's literal Bones now. (laughs) No liver. No disrespect. (laughs) Uh, so while the storm rages on it suddenly begins flooding the cottage uh the following morning winslow uh slash howard finds wake's soiled logbook where wake has criticized him as drunk incompetent and recommend him recommended him being sacked without pay understandably so he's fucking furious he goes on this long rant about how, you know, he's been having to put up with Willem Dafoe's shit, how he's a miserable drunk who's only uh, actually fun when he is drunk. And then he has, and the best part is when he starts complaining about the farts. And oh, the farts, you fucking farts. The farts. <laughs> Your farts, Lisa, your farts. I can't take your farts anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, he didn't even mention, like, almost stepping in his common stuff from when he was masturbating in Lighthouse. Oh, yeah, there's there's that, too. Mm, He could have gone blind. Yeah, right? (laughs) Like what I was singing to you before that we're not going to sing on here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's copyrighted. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they start arguing. Um, and Howard attacks Wake while hallucinating the mermaid, but also the real Winslow and Wake as a Proteus-like figure. Proteus being the prophetic old man of the sea and herdsman of the sea beasts in Greek mythology. Um, yeah, you got naked for that part. Yeah. 
naked Willem Dafoe. Old naked William Dafoe. He has good Willem muscle tone. Dafoe. He did. I was thinking that too. I was yeah. like, his body's not bad for old Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad we have the same thought. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so Howard beats Wake into submission, makes him bark like a dog, puts a rope around his neck like a leash, and walks him to a hole at the base of the lighthouse to bury him alive. As he's being buried, Wake... <laughs> As he's what? I'm just thinking about that part. Like, arr, arr, arr. I know it's so bizarre. It's so weird. Oh, it's like a fetish thing. Like I was it like, does, damn. It Willem does Defoe, feel very fetish. Yeah, Willem Dafoe really got into it. I think he likes being chained up. <laughs> <laughs> or he's he's a really great actor. Sorry, he's a really great actor. I yeah, guess. he's really great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, as he's being buried alive, he wishes he curses Howard and uh, wishes him a Promethean fate. So, if you're not pr- familiar with Prometheus in Greek mythology, Prometheus is the Titan god of fire. He is credited with the creation of humanity from clay and as of defying the gods by stealing the fire and giving it to humanity as a means of civilization. Prometheus's fate? To be bound to a rock so an eagle can come and eat his liver repeatedly. His liver grows <sighs> back after the eagle eats it, and then this repeats indefinitely until at some point he's rescued by Heracles. <sighs> uh, so, Prometheus in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a pretty good synopsis of Prometheus. Thank you. I hate I hate the liver eating part. Ugh. I know. Ugh. I ate his liver with some <laughs> fava beans and a nice Chianti. Nice Chianti. Okay, so um, after partially unburying Wake in a moment of remorse, Howard takes the keys to the lantern room, but Wake's but Wake frees himself and strikes Howard with the axe, proclaiming, The light belongs to me! Uh, Howard disarms Wake and kills him before ascending into the lighthouse. He, like, bashes his head in with the axe. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's a good time. So, um, in the lantern room, the Fresnel lens opens. That's the, the lens at the top of the lighthouse, like, around the light, by the way. Uh, the Fresnel lens opens to Howard, who reaches in and violently screams in distortion before slipping and falling down the lighthouse steps. Now, this scene was inspired by the excellent painting entitled Hypnosis by Sasha Schneider. I will post it on Instagram, and you can see the cool painting. And you'll definitely see where it was in the film. Okay, so sometimes later... Um, a barely living Howard lies naked on the rocks with a damaged eye as a flock of gulls peck at his exposed bowels, fulfilling Wake's Prothean curse. Ugh. Finn. 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 I like it. Me too. I liked it. And I liked that, uh, you know, it ended exactly how, you know. Willem Dafoe uh, proclaimed that it would. Yeah, I, 
it took me a bit to get into it just because of the the humming noises and that repetitive horn sound uh, and the water and all that. It was so it's like makes you so sleepy. Yeah, well, that and you're just not supposed to feel comfortable. You're supposed to feel like you're going mad with them. Yeah, I think I think it took me like I don't know the first thirty five minutes to like really not fall asleep <laughs> yeah I, but I but you didn't even mention the um mermaid vagina i thought you would uh, morgan i will mention the mermaid vagina in the fun facts section oh okay i have a nice fun fact about the mermaid vagina we will <laughs> mermaid vagina i promise Okay, all right. That's a big part in a big vagina that you can't leave out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you worry. I will talk about it very soon. Okay. Okay, so. um, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson stated that they barely spoke a word to each other on the set and were too exhausted to hang out while filming uh, because... Uh, filming was so physically demanding due to the miserable weather conditions. Uh, also, Pattinson stayed at a normal hotel with the rest of the film crew, but Defoe lived in a little fisherman's cottage in solitude. Fuck yeah, but, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. But on set, on the other hand, Pattinson would like keep to himself and eat lunch by himself during breaks, while Defoe stayed with the crew. Um, both stated that they liked each other very much as soon as they actually were able to have a real conversation months later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so the scene where Willem Dafoe's character gives the sea curse to Robert Pattinson's character because he doesn't like his cooked lobster was shot in one single take. Uh, and according to Robert Eggers, Dafoe didn't blink for over two minutes. What? Yeah, that's what Robert Egger said. Wow. So, the cast and crew filmed under, like I just said, extreme weather conditions, freezing temperatures, the cold Atlantic water, intense winds, snow, rain, no protective flora on the Fortu terrain kept uh, them exposed to the elements throughout the whole shoot. Uh, Three nor'easters blew across the Cape during various stages of the production. Most, wow. of, most of the film was shot in real weather elements. So the rain and wind, there was no rain or wind machines. They didn't need them. Wow. Yeah. That's um, legit. Yeah, a scene where Robert Pattinson has to go into the ocean at, uh, in the sea at night. Uh, they had to wait for weeks after the weather to settle down uh, because they were afraid that they would lose him to a riptide. Oh, wow. Yeah. They couldn't just, like, CGI him in, a, like, a pool. I guess they wanted to do it real. That's cool. I think, I think they were going for a lot of realism. I mean, this is a very deliberate filmmaker, as you'll find out from other things I have to say about him. So, uh, Robert Pattinson's accent is based on a very specific area of Maine farming dialect. Willem Dafoe's is the jargon of Atlantic fishermen of the time. Uh, Robert Eggers was very precise about the actor's accents and line delivery. 
he would, for example, give instructions to say, say the second sentence of your third line 75% faster. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's kind of an intense guy, Robert Eggers. Kind of an intense guy. Big film nerd. Uh, so the film was shot on double X stock, uh, 35 millimeter black and white film. Okay, I thought it was 35. I, I wasn't sure, like, what type, but... Yeah. it's 35. Which requires much more lighting to get exposure. Okay, so, um... Willem Dafoe learned how to nip for this role. What? He did. That's pretty amazing. He also really grew that damn beard. Fuck yeah. And Robert Pattinson really grew that mustache. <laughs> I think uh, the beard is cooler than the, the mustache. Sorry, Robert. I do, too. I do, too. For a variety of reasons. <laughs> huh. So Robert Pattinson was very method uh, for this role. He would sometimes beat himself up in the face. Um, he would also drink rainwater in between, in between takes. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, he would that. also stick his fingers down his throat to make himself. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gag. And at one part, uh, the scene where Willem Dafoe lies on Pattinson's chest he was sticking his fingers down his throat before the take, and Willem gave the director a look as if to say, if Rob fucking pukes on me, <laughs> I will fucking kill you. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that he was such a crazy method actor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. That's like, um, oh, what's that movie, The Tank? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Tank and Brad Pitt? Fury. I've not seen that movie. Yeah, that, uh, what's this? Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf did a method acting, and him and Brad Pitt were stuck in this tank, and Shia LaBeouf was like, I'm a method actor, and just refused to bathe for, like, two months, and they were stuck in a tank with, like, no air, and he's like, it was the worst smell ever. I bet, I bet Brad Pitt wanted to kill him during those days. Yeah, like, the whole set did. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Shia, but it's been confirmed that you're kind of a handful. Yeah. yeah. You have a shy. reputation. 
He's fucking extra. Yeah. Um, so central to the sound desi- design, as we've talked about, is that bellowing foghorn. Um, sound designer Damien Volpe turned to J.J. Jameson, a craftsman in Shetland, Scotland, who makes YouTube tutorials on operating and maintaining foghorns for recordings of period-accurate foghorns. Using Jameson's samples... Yeah. Using Jameson's samples, Volp manipulated the sound and created a foghorn that was ominous, memorable, and unique to the film. It's heard throughout the film... Uh, recorded at Nash Point Lighthouse Foghorn uh, in Wales. Wow, that's a fucking niche job right there. Really <laughs> niche, right? <laughs> I'm just going to maintain these foghorn sounds to be period correct in movies. That's Yeah, that's so niche. What do you think he does on the side? Like, that can't pay the bills. No, I'm sure he does other things. I think that's, I, honestly, I think that's just, like, a hobby for him. I don't know for sure. I want to know more about him. What's his name? J.J. Jameson. J.J. Jameson. 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 Like the J- liquor? J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N. Oh. Because I was like, isn't that a comic book character? No. no. Okay. All right. On with it. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. The moment you've been waiting for. <gasps> the design of the mermaid vagina. Yes. <laughs> was based on actual shark labia and was constructed entirely out of silicone. What? That's what a shark <laughs> vagina looks like. Kind of. What? It's based. It's based on shark labia. Uh, so Robert Eggers. On the back, this is him on the whole situation. So the mermaid on the Starbucks coffee cup that has two tails is based on early mermaid design. Medieval and Renaissance mermaids were always split so that the anima figures of male fantasy could perform their role that had been unfairly thrust upon them by their male imagineers. But no surprise that in the Victorian era, they closed the mermaids up and made them impenetrable. So that single-tailed mermaid silhouette has become the archetypal mermaid for people today. And also what a mermaid would have looked like in the period of the film. But we still had to figure out how mermaids can copulate and create more mermaids. So we studied shark genitals. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. What? Like, I don't think uh, that you had to, Robert Eggers. I think uh, I think you chose to make shark uh, mermaid genitals. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? They're just like, let's study pictures of shark vajayjays. It was not an essential scene. You guys, that was a choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... I I did enjoy the, the, the shocking part of it. Like, it was shocking. You know, because it just shows, like, her body, and then you think it's, like, a woman washed up, and then it, like, goes down further, and it's, like, her boobies, and he's grabbing them, and then it's, like, a little bit further, and it's, like, fucking bam! Big vagina. Well, bam! Yeah. yeah. It's, like, three feet. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't know how big it actually was. It has to be like a foot or more. I don't feel like it was that big. I think it was just an extreme close up. (laughs) The movie is like on a a one to nineteen to one ratio. Oh, so however or however you say that, it's a weird ratio. Maybe it's five inches. (laughs) I have no idea, honestly. So, uh, like I was just saying, um, this is exactly what he said. From the start of the film, he knew that it had to be in black and white, rubber deckers. Even before writing the script, he wrote on the front page, this film must be photographed on black and white, 35 millimeter negative, aspect ratio 1 to 19 to 1, audio mix mono. The man had a very specific vision. Yeah. Legit. Like, even with the, on your third line, whatever, you have to speed it up. Like, that's. Yeah, that's very specific. Very specific. Particular. Uh, So, they filmed this in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. And they made a fake lighthouse because they couldn't find one that actually fit what they needed for safety reasons and whatnot. Oh, it's in Nova Scotia? I thought it was Maine. It takes place in Maine, but they filmed in Nova Scotia. Oh. Yes. They're apparently, you know, you know, it's cheaper to film in Canada. (laughs) I don't know why. It just is. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The mermaid carving uh, used by Robert Pattinson, the scrimshaw auctioned by A24 to benefit the NYC Food Bank during uh, COVID-19. Um, it sold for $110,750 to an anonymous buyer. Whoa. What, the, the vagina? No. no <laughs> uh, the scrimshaw, the little mermaid that he mastered. Oh, the script. Okay, I thought you meant the, the script. Uh, I didn't know what you said. Yeah, the scrimshaw. So oh, it was vagina. Um, I mean, it's still weird. He paid like a hundred thousand, a hundred k for something that Robert Pattinson's character masturbated to. <laughs> Anonymous buyer, does that get you off? <laughs> I mean, they chose to remain anonymous. I'm thinking I might. <laughs> All I'm saying is, it sounds like. They're enjoying their scrimshaw. Worth every penny. <laughs> um, Morgan, I think, I mean, I could talk about a few extra things, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> You're done? I think I'm done. Um, I will say one more thing. Robert Eggers on the farts, he said that the farts uh, were necessary because after making The Witch, which was very miserable and self-serious, he thought, if I'm going to explore misery again, I want to be able to laugh at it. <laughs> Just add in some farts, because everybody yeah. loves that. But I mean, come on, like an, like an older dude like that, like that's also just realistic. People fart, man. Yeah, they do. At first, I thought he had, like, bowel cancer, and I thought that was going to be a big reveal or something. I didn't know what was going <laughs> to befell or befall, whatever, uh, William Defoe. Yeah. Well, so, I was thinking, like, man, does he have bowel cancer? Like, he frequently farts. And I was like, <laughs> shit, do I have bowel cancer? I'm farting along with him. I mean, 
I just eat a lot of fiber in my diet, you know? Yeah. Everybody needs their prostate checked, except for women. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Morgan, I don't know how. <laughs> um, I don't know how I would feel if I did. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything I'm saying. Just, just <laughs> putting that out there. Get it. <laughs> Get your prostate checked, men. <laughs> or women who have prostates. Yeah. Well, we do. We do. Those are people, too, that exist. That is a possibility. We still have to get a colonoscopy as we age. Just yeah. Um, having your bowels checked out are important. are important. Also, just go get a physical. Yeah. Get a physical. Yeah. At, at, yeah, but I know if you're in America, you're like, banana, I don't have Obamacare. I don't have any insurance. And to that, I tell you, there are sliding scale clinics. Look around. Yeah, there's sliding scale clinics and there's free clinics and there's other clinics. And you can ask for um, charity uh, because people donate to uh, nonprofit church, uh, not churches, nonprofit hospitals all the time so if you have issues with medical bills or whatever you can talk about getting your bill lowered if you're uninsured and ask for charity it is possible uh yes you can also do a gofundme because that's apparently the new american way to pay your hospital bills oh god it's so fucking terrible it's very terrible i don't know why we just went into like a um, i don't know either we just got I don't either but regular really screening for your care yeah it starts at 45 for screening for your butthole, okay? Full <laughs> rectal cancer is real. It is. It's a problem. All it right, Morgan. Okay. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about the Smalls Lighthouse tragedy. Oh, this is like, it is a tragic tale. It is a tragedy. Um, so, uh, the actual story that this movie is loosely based on, um, uh, it is, it concerns the small lighthouse tragedy. So this haunting and insanity producing tale of the Smalls Lighthouse tragedy took place in the year 1801 on a giant rock formation 20 miles off the coast of Pembrokeshire, Wales. Uh, the Smalls Lighthouse stood alone above treacherous waters suspended in air by timber. So this movie, it shows like there's like other houses and little stores of food. Uh, well, back in 1801, the original one was just a lighthouse suspended by giant pieces of wood. Right. So you have a small room um, and then the, the uh, lighthouse part where you trim the wicks and put the oil in and everything. So there's not that giant staircase or anything like that. Like they're just above the water suspended in air. Um, so these two wicks, which are uh, the names called, or wicks or people. They're lighthouse assistants. Yeah, they're lighthouse assistants. So I told the audience that early. Wicks. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a fan. Reiterating? Yeah, forgot. <laughs> that's um, fair we have had full disclosure guys we've had a few audio issues today 
Yeah. What is it? Three? Yeah. Or am I cursing it? I think Two it's three. three. Two yeah. or three. That's whatever. Fucking stupid router. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good now. We're good. Um, so these two wicks were known to argue and were like very violent on uh, to each other, like in town whenever they were uh, like before they went to this lighthouse, they had been caught in arguments. So people kind of saw them as enemies or foes. Um, but however, they worked side by side all day, every day on this rock. So they were taken out to the rock for a four to six week contract. Uh, the sources differ on like four to six. Um, so they were dropped off there and to remain just two people working around the clock to keep that lighthouse lit. So um, they were there all day, every day. They were guiding sailors and their ships safely around St. David's Peninsula and all the jagged rocks that lied along the way. So at some point during their stay upon the rock, um, the elder Griffith, oh yeah, sorry. They were both named Thomas, Thomas Howell and Thomas Griffith. Thomas Griffith was the older one, um, which would be Willem Dafoe. Um, so the elder Griffith experienced a freak accident and fell ill, according to several sources. I personally couldn't find what the accident was or how he became ill. Um, but some sources say that Howell tended to Griffith and kept relaying distress signals that were uh, going unanswered for like a couple weeks before Griffith finally died. Um, Howell was afraid that people would think he murdered him. So he kept the body because he was going to let it wash out to sea. But since there was only two of them, they're known enemies, he was scared like, hey, the authorities are going to think I murdered him and I'm going to go on trial for something I didn't do. So why not I mean, keep the body? That's fair, honestly. Yeah, it is fair. But it's also terrifying to know that I don't know how large the room was, but like by pictures, because people have like remodeled this first um uh, white ha lighthouse they had like made a model of it and according to the model i don't know how many feet wide it was but it couldn't be more than like i don't know 30 feet by 30 feet but it's round so like there's nowhere to escape from this fucking corpse and you're in I, this tiny room i could not imagine being in the same room with a body for that long and an untreated one like i'm uncomfortable with a corpse when i'm like at a funeral parlor yeah let alone a, one like that's a raw literally body. rotting yeah <laughs> a raw body <laughs> like like we cook them <laughs> yeah no he's just fucking rotting in this room with him like i can't imagine what he went through keeping this like lighthouse lit like this is what you're supposed to do uh trying to send out distress signals still no one responded to them and many ships passed through this this area between the peninsula and the rocks um but no one ever stopped and according to some sources that um 
like sailors and shipmen actually went past the white the lighthouse and saw like something i'll I'll talk about it but they never like oh hey maybe he needs some help no no they just ignored all stress signals or maybe they weren't bright enough and because it was really bad weather so no one could get to him anyway um so as the body began to decay and the stench became unbearable and howl trapped in this room with a rotting body of his enemy like that he has to hold on to it became unbearable um howl had also worked as like a barrel maker before this job so he fashioned a coffin out of some wood and attached it to the side of the lighthouse as to not lose the body and as to not have to sit and stare at this rotting putrid fucking corpse that who knows what is leaking out of at this point because this is like two weeks into him being dead yeah Um, never mind the mental thing of being in the room with the corpse the smell and the the stew that he's turning into would be like oh yeah and it's especially like where they were they were so remote too he couldn't see land from there it was actually it's 20 miles west of Pembrokeshire or St. David's Peninsula is where they were and it's the furthest lighthouse from anything so yeah ship- it's completely isolated it's very isolated um so so he was like, okay, I'm going to attach this to the side of the lighthouse. Like, how he did this, I don't know. He, like, stuck it on some boards and then nailed it in place is what I heard from some sources. And it stayed there, um, but the strong gale winds came in. And so it was only a short time before the box was actually torn apart and pieces of the body fell out. And also an arm that was unattached and rotting flew out the side of the coffin and stuck there. So when it blew in the wind, people said it looked like it was waving. waving. It was waving at him. And it would, like, hit the side of the lighthouse. So you'd think, like, oh, he's knocking on the side of the lighthouse. It's terrifying. Yeah. Just alone in this thing on top of the fucking. I, I don't know what it is. It's not the ocean. What is it? A sea? I don't it know is where the it ocean. is. It's the Atlantic. Okay. Oh, no, it is the... Yeah, it's the Atlantic. It is? Yeah, the Atlantic is between America and the UK. If you're in Wales, that would be the Atlantic. I know. I wasn't sure if it was on the the uh, eastern side of Wales. So it's on the western side. So yeah, it would be. It would be the Atlantic, like yeah. right at the edge of it. Like, yeah, you're just suspended in air by these twigs, pretty much, <laughs> like <laughs> giant pieces of fucking timber. Um, just Terrifying. watching this body, like, just fall apart. So by the time people got there, um, a relief crew came to relieve him and his partner, and they only found a, a like an insane and gaunt howl uh, alone in the lighthouse, and parts of the rotting corpse of Griffith like suspended outside 
along the lighthouse. And whenever Hal arrived back with his family and friends, they said they didn't even recognize him because he was just so, like, disturbed by this. So he went, he literally went insane and came out like a broken man. He saved a lot of lives, but like at what cost? So, um, the lighthouse company, I can't, damn, I didn't write the name down, but they still exist today. Um, they've been around since like the 1500s, but they actually changed the, um, like, I guess like policies surrounding lighthouses and the wicks that were um, supposed to run them. So it, uh, after this happened, it was truly like a tragedy. And this guy, he was so young and everything, like his whole fucking life was ruined. He came out like a fucking skeleton of a man, like just a shell of a man. He was just so tormented by this. Um, so I mean, they have- be real. Like if I was stuck, in a lighthouse was just the storm and my friend my co-worker was still alive i think i'd go insane <laughs> yeah right just two people in one room i would go crazy too ah. i can't can't imagine like watching one decay in front of your eyes nope Mm-mm. nope and so after after this tragedy they actually changed it and said there should never be only two men in the lighthouse there should always be three um, and this was honored and changed, um, and it stayed that way until a lot of lighthouses became automated, but still there are three, if there are manned lighthouses, which are very rare, um, right. there's three on them. So there's but, no need, really. Yeah, you don't have to keep lighting the fucking thing, <laughs> like we yeah. have electricity now. Yeah. So yeah, that's the real story of the Smalls Lighthouse tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me think of Las Vegas. Oh god. <laughs> you don't know my family. <laughs> you didn't know my family. They will kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Well more. Have you uh, watched anything this week interesting besides um, besides this movie? No. It took me a lot to watch this movie. I know. Um, but, yeah, the, um, what is it? Adventure Quest? Is that what it's called? Oh, Adventure yeah. Quest. Uh, Mystic Quest? Mystic Quest. Quest. Mythic. 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 Yeah. Um, you made vegetarian um, chili, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It was actually vegan. Vegan chili. Yeah. Even more. Um, less meaty. Yeah. <laughs> even less meaty. Yeah, I bought some, like, um, vegan chorizo crumples, and I don't think it was Satan or Satan, whatever you want to call it. I got a bowl of Satan here. Um, I, I mean, it's just spelled differently, people. It's S-E-I-T-A-N or E-N? Yeah, yeah. S-E-I-T-A-N. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think it's Satan crumples. It may have been something else, but I know it's vegan, so, um, 
It was really, really good. And I used dried chilies and stuff and rehydrated them. So it's really spicy. Super spicy. Tasty. Ugh, sounds, like, sounds like an upset stomach waiting to happen. Yeah, my stomach didn't get upset. It was nice. It's a That's nice lot. My I nose. Can't, I, I can't eat any chilies without that happening. Oh, that yeah. sucks. No. Yeah. This chili is super good. I even use like dried white beans and dried red beans. Made them Ooh. in the instant pot. Ooh, so that's where nice. it's at. You oh, save yeah. a lot of money on them dried beans. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to cook dried beans, the instant pot's the way to go. Because it takes forever any other method. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even have to soak them. You just put them in for 45 minutes. But with the... With the time that it goes up to heat and then reduces the pressure, I think it, it takes about an hour and a half, which is That's still way amazing. It's way faster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be an all day thing otherwise. Yeah. yeah, I just use my instant pot for like everything right now. Um, I still cook stuff on the stove, but for like dried stuff, like beans and grains and shit like that, then. I'll put it in the instant pot. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we have one. Well, Derek has one, but um, we haven't used it in a while. <laughs> oh, man. I, I usually cook on the stove because I, do, I, um, I, I don't cook with dry beans very often, but you do save a lot of money that way. Yeah, we have, like, a whole cabinet full of dried beans that I've just, like, sorted through all of them and put them in massive jars. So we have giant jars of dried beans and everything, so... We're trying to go through them right now. I want so like just, throw beans. Oh man, I love snap peas. Like purple yes. snap peas. Oh, when I went to back to visit my brother okay. and sister-in-law and my nieces, um, they had a massive garden full of purple hole um peas and okra. So we're love out it. there like like picking the peas and doing snap peas nice which with like four of us it didn't take that long which was nice because when i was a little kid that was like forced upon us like hey the sun just came up so you know what it's time for and we're like cartoons and like no you have to go fill up these big ass bags of fucking peas we have five acres of peas you must shell them oh (laughs) i don't miss those mornings but like Looking back, I cherish it because I was with my granddaddy and my Mimi and stuff. But, like, oh, man, being a kid and be like, I just want to watch cartoons. And it's like, no, you have to go pick all these fucking peas. Um, I've only I've only picked purple hole peas, like, once. Uh, one of my exes, when I was, like, still a teenager, I, like, they had a garden in their backyard. And I went over there and helped them once. But... It's literally the only time I've ever done it. <laughs> yeah, no, we we grew all kinds of peas. So it'd be like me on one row with just like snap peas. I don't know what the real name sugar snap peas. And then my brother would be on the purple hole row and he would pick a bag. And then my other brother would pick the uh, black eyed peas. So we'd yeah. just go out and try to like pick them all super fast and then make it back to the pea because we had like a pea machine, like it is a roller. Because mm-hmm. we had so many. I mean, we had like 
I don't think it was five acres. I think it was about two or three acres full of peas. So it was a lot of fucking peas. So a lot we of peas. Yeah, we invested in a machine to like go through them. And then my dumbass brother like was like, I wonder what it feels like to put your fingers in it. And of you course dumbass. he Yeah, he ripped all the fingernails off of his finger and smashed. Oh! Yeah, oh it was bad. Oh Morgan. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> It didn't even happen to me. I was just like, ha ha, you're bleeding. (laughs) 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 Fucking dumbass. (laughs) Oh, loving sister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. Oh, it stopped everything. And then we still had to like clean out the machine and still fucking do the peas, even though his hands were mangled. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. People keep your kids, tell your kids not to be stupid. Like my brother. Yeah. I'm Don't calling you out, Blake. If you're listening to this, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> fucking dumbass. He's like, I wonder what it feels like. We're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And he was like, I'm going to do it. We're like, don't fucking do it. And he's older than me. And then he did it. And he's like, oh my God, my hand's mangled. <laughs> Sorry. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, right? Like, the time I was like, hey, I dare you to jump off the back of this truck while we're driving. (laughs) That's also not a great idea. He was like, so if I hit the ground running, I can keep running. (laughs) No. No. Physics says no. Physics says no. (laughs) You can't run 30 miles an hour. (laughs) No. No. Uh, Oh, man. See you for that one. Uh, so, uh, what have I done? Yeah, what have you done? Uh, well, today I helped my friend Megan, uh, find, like, clothes. And, <laughs> well, she Were they like, hidden everywhere? No, she wanted to go to the mall and, like, um, needed, like, I don't know, like, someone to bounce fashion ideas off of and, uh, you know, like, help figure out what to do. She ended up getting a really nice pair of, like, deep red uh, Doc Martens. Fuck yeah. High tops? Yes. Nice. Yep. Really nice pair. And uh, I got blisters in my Converse because I stupidly didn't wear socks. Ew. Well, they're the slip-on kind, though. I would, like, clear out a room if I wore those without socks. My my feet don't stink that bad. I mean, they don't smell good when you stick your nose in my shoes, but, like, my feet don't, like, sweat very bad. Oh, my feet are terrible. If anyone has any, you know, two cents on stinky feet, come at me. <laughs> I, I wish I could help you. <laughs> You're so lucky. I can't wear shoes without socks or oh. it'll ruin them. Yeah, I wear a lot. I wear a lot of, like, slip-on flats and stuff, so, like, I, I don't wear socks with them, so. I can't fucking do it. I have to wear, like, ballerina fucking socks, and those things disappear. They oh, I, live... I can't wear those things. They fall off your... They, go, they, like, end up crawling up your... Your, uh... They end up crawling up your foot. Yeah, your toe crack. Like, it'll just, like, pop out and just stick on your, your big toe, or they'll, like, go under your feet. Yeah. Or, but it's like, mm, do I do this pain and suffering or 
do I just let it go and have people be like, do you smell something really weird? And I'm like, that's me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I told you the story of my fifth grade teacher making me go wash my feet. <laughs> I do remember that story. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> terrible. It's like traumatized me. Yeah, I will suffer through it. <laughs> Fair I enough. Don't, I don't want that embarrassment again. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. I get it. Uh, Did y'all find so, some cool clothes? Um, she also got like a t-shirt at Charlotte Russe that was like a similar. Exists. It does. I know. I was also shocked. It was, and uh, everything was like fifty percent off. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're like we're going out of business. And they, they didn't have going out of business signs, but it felt like a going out of business sale. Yeah, that's that's pretty cray cray. I yeah. didn't know they existed still. They do, and we also went and cried and looked at tags in anthropology. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I love that store, but it's just so expensive. It is so fucking expensive. It's like, here's some clothes we kind of made well. They are actually well made. Yeah. Always find the ones that are already ripped that are like... 75% 75% off or something I'm like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on what you get too like if it's already like a, an article of clothing that's naturally more flimsy I feel like that's not something you, they can help necessarily yeah but like they're they're like Pilcro and the letterpress jeans are solid I have a pair of those that I've had for like seven years and I got them at a thrift store myself. Yeah, I have I have some shirts that were not from the actual store. It was like from a store that sells the ones that are fucked up. Oh, all right. Uh, I <laughs> or <think> Goodwill. I, <laughs> I think I told you that when I worked at my stepdad's office that I saved up money one summer and to like go get this romper. <laughs> and this was like before rompers came back in style, by the way. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> you trendsetting lady. But so it was a um it was strapless and was like a uh corset at the top and it had like a black skirt, but it was actually um obviously it was like uh like a skirt situation down there. <laughs> there were pants legs yeah did it have um pockets? it did have pockets yes nice pockets yeah. big roomy pockets Fuck yeah. um but okay so the top corset like but the part over your boobs was like a huge bow tie what the fuck and it's hard to describe. It looked really good. It was like pin. It was like so. Did it in. though? That's how I'm just picturing like a ballerina, like a gothic ballerina. No, no. But in like a 2002 fashion. No. Okay. This was in 2006. <laughs> for starters. I need pictures. Um, I'm. I don't, maybe I can find a picture of it. But so the top half was like this beautiful cream color. And had polka dots, but instead of them being dots, they were shaped like Scottish Terriers. Aww. And, like, the bottom half was solid black. And it was so adorable. And it cost me, like, $120. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, that's why I said I saved up. I budgeted it out so I could afford to buy that. Oh my god, you you can't. Okay, I found it on eBay. Did you find it really? I did. I googled anthropology romper Scottish terrier black and white, and it's called the Scotty Dog Romper, and it's actually it's really fucking cute. And I it's told 40, you it was. It's fifty bucks on eBay right What's, now. What size? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Size eight. Oh, you're you're way smaller than eight. I don't know. My fat ass might can fit in that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am rocking like a size six, though. Oh, this is super cute. Oh, I love it. I you want see, it. I told oh. you it was adorable. Oh, that's that is adorable. Yeah, I Ooh. loved it. I looked really good in it. But you didn't do this thing that this girl on um, Flickr did where she wore a belt with it. You like know, I did not wear a belt with it. Belt. That's Why terrible. Why you wear a belt with it? I don't know. There's Guys, some, oh, they're so, put, so cute. Send it to me in the chat. I will put it on the, on the Instagram. I love it. I want it. That's I'm so glad. cute. I'm glad you like it. See, this is why... <laughs> This is why I saved money for this outfit, because it's legitimately really cute. Yeah, I get it. It's really cute now. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it. well made, and I was yeah. really sad when I outgrew it and couldn't afford to get a bigger size. Because <laughs> it's fucking adorable. Oh, I miss it. it. Too. <laughs> is that it? it? Oh, it's it. Oh, it's so cute. I love it so much. Oh, that's super cute. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe I found it. You know what sucks? I don't have any pictures of me in it either. Aw. I hate that. It's like your me best too. outfit, and you don't take pictures of yourself, and you, you don't have many people in your life that are like, hey, let's take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I have pictures with me in lots of different outfits that I've owned over the years, but for some reason, no one ever took a picture of me in this one. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah outfit one day i'll screenshot you if you want it <laughs> that's, that's you, the best i can do you'd better <laughs> you'd better because i think i serve some looks sometimes you know with an ewk luke's luke's i serve luke's. some luke's serve some luke's <laughs> uh um, let's see. I don't know. Did I watch anything interesting? Hmm. Hey, I watched. Hmm. I watched some like of the newer episodes of like the most recent season of American Dad. Oh yeah, Rick and Morty too. Did you watch? Oh, Rick and yes, I am up to date on Rick and Morty. I have seen up to the most recent episode. Yeah. We like like eat dinner on monday and watch the episode while we eat <laughs> nice. yeah we watch we watch it uh whenever we can but that's pretty cute we watched it the other day i think yeah um oh, what else was it oh ghost adventures came out <laughs> a new show <laughs> zach brogans no zach biggins but, but, he but it's brogans because he's a bro Oh, yeah. We call it uh, Ghost Bros. Ghost Bros, yeah. <laughs> with 
with Zach Biggins and Aaron Goodwin. I yeah. I fucking love that show. Even if it's all made up, I don't care. Fucking love it. I'm you always know, like spooky. You go for them making fools of themselves. That's the real entertainment. Yeah, it's so great. They're I think they're hilarious. They they work well together. And sometimes they do make fun of themselves. Like, um, there was the painted lady brothel or something, and there was like a recent one that we watched like four times because they make so many fucking jokes about themselves that we were like cracking up hardcore. I think we my, watched like. My favorite thing is when he started wearing those hipster glasses. Oh yeah, because he was blinded by a demon in the demon house. Yeah, <laughs> he suffered. Uh, air, 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 whatever. He suffered eye damage from mm-hmm. a demon. I think he suffered hipsteritis. <laughs> he he's blind now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. called Demon House. It's kind of creepy. It's 2018. He started wearing them then because he had a. Uh, yeah, eye I damage. Rem- I remember when that happened, but I'm still going to make fun of him for it for maybe the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Demon House. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't think I did anything particular. So, guys, our uh, our friends across the pond uh, in the UK and South Africa are uh, over at the Witchery podcast are still deciding what episode they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Get back at you, girls. Yeah, I think we are going to do Borderland with MK at some point in late August. And um, I can't announce it yet because it's not like set in stone, set in stone. But we have a kind of higher profile guest that uh, has done cool things like they were at 2020's Crime Con. Woo! Um, but, well, we still can't tell you who they are yet. I thought um, they didn't have it that year. Oh, was it remote? It was, it was remote. But they were featured on it, and that's a big deal, actually. Yeah, that's pretty big. Oh, it's like pretty big. It's like pretty big time. Um, but yeah, uh, we can't we can't say who it is yet, but we're super excited about it. It's super exciting. It's exciting. It's super exciting. I know, but I'm not telling. Yeah, yeah, we both know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, got a secret. We also have. A super fucking interesting case that we're both really excited about that's coming down the pipeline too. It'll probably be in September. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. Um I just became obsessed with it recently and then I told Morgan about it like as soon as I found out about it. <laughs> I'm but, not sure which one you're referencing, but you can you can message me in the chat trying to oh. figure out which one we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Two seconds. <laughs> just message me in the chat. What? What? I said just message me in the chat. Just message me in the chat. Just DM me. I gotta I gotta be super, super honest. I I I com- kinda forgot what it was called. <laughs> well we can talk oh, about it later. Oh, oh, oh it's magic. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're excited about it. I forgot. That is it. All right. Yeah. It's, Can't tell you, listeners. But it's interesting. You guys are going to love it. It's exciting. It's so fucking fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking weird, crazy case, and we're excited to talk about it, but it won't be till September. Very, very nice. But sit on the edge of your seats, guys. I already am. Yeah. Because, like I said, we got good stuff coming down the pipeline. <laughs> so exciting. Yes. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed the lighthouse and our episode. And um we're gonna go now. Yeah. What's our email so people can email us? Do people uh, email us? I have no access to it, so I have no idea. Um, it's on our IG. People don't really email us. I mean, I've been emailing back and forth with guests but <laughs> Aww, our listeners aren't even they just like our stuff sometimes that's okay. yeah well guys <laughs> our email address is horror versus reality just like it's spelled on uh our feet main feeds and our instagram it's horror versus reality at gmail.com super periods. simple no periods no periods just horror versus reality nice horror vs reality Super easy. At Gmail? Uh, at Gmail. Feel free to write in and suggest, give us suggestions. I can't promise that I'll do them. I'm <laughs> But you are, but feel free to suggest them. Um, and I don't know, tell us, uh, tell us horror movies that you like. Talk to us. Yeah. Tell us, uh, ask us stuff. I don't know. We might we do a Q&A. Yeah, we might do a Q&A episode. Um, write yeah. in. Okay, so uh, we're going to go. I'm going to have a royalty-free sea shanty play us out. (gasps) Sea shanty. I can't even say it. Sea shanty. Sea shanty. Okay, goodbye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.